It just makes it difficult for us. I can't. I'm trying so hard to be serious, but the face she's giving me. I'm not making it. Okay, so <laughs> as human beings, we try to. I'll take over for Orlando for now, because not okay. Um, yes, perhaps as human beings, but I think certain personality types do that more than others. I think certain people, no, Orlando, we can't do this. No, we're going to have to Hey, rule number one, don't drink too much before podcast. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Balancing the Scale with O and V. And we had to do a retake. Um, as you guys can see clearly, uh, we kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit, which is okay because that happens, and we wanted you guys to hear that. So, um, yeah, so <clears throat> we're going to go ahead and repay the bills again and let you guys know that you are loved. You are well appreciated and uh, your experiences are vital to the planet Earth, despite what those experiences may may be good, bad, positive, negative. Uh, they're all welcomed and they're all necessary and vital for not just for yourself, but for everyone that's connected to you and around you. Um, so you are loved and much appreciated. Yes. So V, how are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? I'm well. First of all, I want to give a shout out to all of you working class citizens out there. Uh, happy Monday to you when this releases. Um, mm-hmm. We appreciate you for taking the time to tune into our podcast because obviously you love us and we love you. Yes. Um, we have an interesting one for you today and it is in regards to relationships and marriages as always. But it's unique in a sense because we want to discuss losing identity of self. Mm-hmm. Right? Self-identity. Self-identity. Yes. Um, and the value of maintaining your self-identity while in relationships. And not just relationships, right? Friendships. Um, yeah, any type of relationship. Not just romantic ones. Right. <clears throat> so all of those things are important. So, V, mm. let's talk a little bit about this. Okay. So my question when I think about self-identity and, you know, losing yourself in a relationship are people, does that happen because people are attempting to speed the connection that they have to the other person? And so in an attempt to really connect and to really fall in love or to really develop a great friendship with the other person, they tend to mute themselves and amplify the other person so much so that they don't realize it until like they look up later on and they realize, oh man, I'm, I'm completely adopted all of their hobbies and slang and way of life um or is it that just certain personality types tend to do that and not like everybody doesn't really do that just certain people tend to have a more obsessive um type of personality that tends to consume and tends to like really adopt the ways of the other person i think you answered your question (laughs) i think that Mm -hmm. uh yeah i think that sometimes we lose um, a ourselves in a friendship or a relationship because we're trying so hard to understand the other person, and I think B another part of it is we don't realize that we are very obsessive with um, trying to understand them that we engulf all of who they are and we kind of throw ourselves out the window or put ourselves in the back seat and we're driving through the courses of life and we just kind of neglect the things that we've identified with that make us unique. 
do you think everybody suffers from that or just certain people? Like, do women suffer from that more than men? Do certain um, um, signs suffer from that more than other signs? Like... Wow, I think if we get into science, we're really get we're really getting into the the deep spiritual essence of it, or the the deep etymology of <clears throat> of those types of things. Excuse me, and I think that um, I think that it's a little bit of all of that. I think that some men, depending on how they view their ex their their way of expressing themselves emotionally, can be victim of this. I think most of the time women are because they have larger hippocampuses, so they have the ability to care more, be a little bit more emotional in regards to themselves and you know how they identify with what they call self. Right. So they kind of become victim a little bit more to uh, losing their identity, to losing their identity Mm -hmm. in in relationships or friendships, for that matter, not just with men, but with their their female friends. Like a lot of times they can they can take on the, the, the identity of their female friends in order to just be like. Okay, girl, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And, and men, men are victim of that too. Like a lot of times, we get around our friends and we kind of take on the identity of our friends because um, we feel like it's it's right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> even even when you think about the working class citizens, just like when you're at work, a lot of times you're at work and you're working with certain people and you just kind of follow along with the conversation of these people and you kind of fall victim of that. It's, it's like a slow, it's a slow uh, killer. It's a slow killer. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Do you think that, okay, so what are some ways that people can't, first of all, what are some ways that people lose themselves? Like what is a sign that you're losing yourself in a relationship? Um, I think one of the signs is you... You have a tendency to want to always be around them and their friends and what they're doing. I think you have to kind of watch that. I think you need to uh, I think you I think you need to be able to create a safe space, a safe, uh, a safe space for yourself to, you know, uh, want to be aware of what they have going on without losing your sense of self. Uh, and your identity with what you have going on as an individual, the things that you like to do. So whenever you start dating them or you you begin to fall into a relationship or a friendship with them, um, you know, become conscious and aware of what they have going on. But at the same time, you know, let them know what you have going on. You know, don't don't mm-hmm. get totally engulfed into their life that you're one. <clears throat> you're annoying them by constantly being in their circle. Right. I think that you can become overly obsessive and, mm-hmm. you know, you their friends become your friends. And mm-hmm. it's just like when when, when is their the, time apart? Yeah. When is that time apart? And I think mm-hmm. you need that. You need to have that um, that time apart that that, that I separation. think sometimes maybe women are given these um, like maybe perhaps scripts or perhaps like just these different um, cues from society that tell us that the more. I guess submissive or the more um, so ce- like the more we celebrate the man and the more we support the man and the more we adopt the things that the man wants to do the better wives we are as far as like a relationship is concerned or our marriage is concerned and I think that it is more likely in my opinion I, I haven't polled anybody but I think in my opinion it's more likely for a woman to fall victim to this like you say than for than it is for a man especially in a marriage because a woman is given all these like especially if they go to church you know you have to submit to your husband you have to do this you have to do that and so a woman 
slowly starts to like support her husband in all these different ventures and in all these different ways and her voice becomes a little less loud and a little more muted and then she her hobbies and her um desires and her opinions are not as celebrated or as um supported because she is it's not that the man is being mean or evil in any type of way is it that the man is just being taking all this like extra love and care and attention um and absorbing all of that and she's giving it freely because i think that society and churches and stuff like that tell us that that's and moms and grandmas tell us that that's the way to fully support your husband and when you look up you really don't have you have your husband but you don't really have yourself and i think that that's an unfortunate truth right or you try to try to uh, or you actually try to uh find yourself later in the later years of your life and you know people begin to say things you know about you in regards to that not realizing that you sacrificed so much of yourself in order to become and understand this perfect wife or this perfect person or this person this perfect friend or partner Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that that's that's really a big deal, and I think that people aren't talking about it enough. And a lot of times, we try to uh, we try to make sense of that through our through our faith. Um, mm-hmm. We try to make sense of it through our culture mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I, that's true. I I think that what we need to do is really understand that you have to see an individual. As such, they are human. And so even even when you become married or you become friends or you become in a relationship, you have to understand that they are human and they have emotions and feelings. And I think that we have a tendency to kind of just allow ourselves to be uh, abused in that way because it's it it becomes righteous or the right thing or right ish the right thing to do mm-hmm. uh, in that moment because we, we want to be selfless. We feel that we have to continuously be selfless. Mm-hmm. Uh, but selflessness, it's not selfish, but selflessness also means that you, don't, you, you have to learn how not to neglect yes. self-identity mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. understanding that you have to continue to allow yourself to uh, be more open-minded and, and more, um, more willing to express you know the things that you that that you may or may not agree with, or the things that you enjoy, and they should be taken into account. And I think that if and like you say, it's easy to fall into that trap because mm-hmm. we have so many different uh, influences around us uh, that cause us to kind of like think one track minded in that regard. We experienced that in the beginning of our relationship with a topic that I won't even get into right now. But um, I remember you saying to me, oh, so if it was between me and this thing, you would really pick this thing over me. And I remember saying to you, it's not that I'm picking this thing over you. It's that I'm picking myself over you. Because if I'm doing, let's say that the thing was racing cars and you're like, well, I don't want you to race cars anymore. You're going to pick racing cars over me. And I'm like, it's not racing cars it's me I like racing cars I've been racing cars for some time now and it's a hobby that I enjoy I'm not gonna give up that part of myself because I want to be in a relationship with you so I think sometimes men can do that or women um and present it as such as like this thing that you're doing or this thing that you're into um cannot come before are you really going to put it before us or before me in this relationship and it's like it's not it's not you. It's not me picking this particular thing. It's me picking myself. And I, I that. yeah, and I think it's it's necessary 
for anybody, for men or women to know, like, you you are allowed to be in love and you're allowed to still be yourself. Like, you don't have to sacrifice one part just to have the other. Right. Let's just, let's just keep it 100. I remember that. I, I definitely remember what that conversation was about. Oh, let's keep it in our memories. <laughs> uh, let's keep it in our memories. Mm-hmm. Um, out of respect for where you are emotionally and mentally, I will not say what that conversation was about. But I will say at that time in my life, I was a very religious person. And I felt that, you know, um, out of respect for the man of the house, um, that that should stop. And, and, you know, that wasn't taken very well. It was not. From you. And it was. And and, you know, and that whole time, thing is that the man of the house and the woman of the house. Like, I, I, right. I, I've never understood how genitalia <laughs> confirms whether or not who should lead a household. That's, that's crazy. But that's another topic. Well, genitalia doesn't, but religion definitely does. Yeah, and um, thankfully, we're not all up in there. So. Right, right. Yeah, so I will say this. I think that a lot of times I kind of, I was, well, not a lot of times, I was religious. And so I wanted you to stop doing that because I feel like it was it was righteous or right-ish. All right? Uh, it was the right thing to do. And um, at the time, I didn't realize that what I was doing, now that I've, I've, I became more mature, and I still matured fairly quick. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I realized that, hey, I was causing you to lose self, uh, uh, you know, self-identity. Like, that's something that you enjoy doing, so therefore you shouldn't have to stop. And if you chose to stop, it is because you chose to stop Correct. based on your circumstances. So I I peeled back, and I began Correct. to really, you know, I, I did my research, mm-hmm. and I peeled back, and I, I, I stepped back for a second, looked at myself in the mirror, and I realized, like, man, you know, I, I really need to try to understand her, Yeah, but a lot of women don't do that. And a lot of young women or young men might say, oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, he's so much more special or she is so much more special than this one hobby that I have or this one thing that I do. I'm not going to sacrifice him or her for this one thing. But it starts with one little thing. And then that one little thing becomes two little things. And then before you know it, you're giving up a little pieces of yourself because, oh, it's for the it's for the betterment of the relationship or it's for it's for us because because I want it this way. And it's like, no, you have the right to check in with yourself and say that's no longer me that's no that's not something that I really want to do and I'm doing it for you and sometimes it's fine to do things for other people I'm doing this podcast for you like yeah I'm having I've learned to have fun with it but we started it because it was more so your idea um so there's things that you can do as a couple together that were not originally your ideas but it cannot be that you look up and everything about you is the other person that's that's too yeah. much, I think. No, I agree with you 100%. And um, I think a lot of people do that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that, you know, they're, what they do a lot of times is they forget, especially when it comes to their faith and their religion. They forget that before they met the individual, they had this one-on-one personal relationship with God. Mm. Right. And then Mm -hmm. they get in this relationship and they feel like the man is supposed to be the one that guide them to God. And that's not true. That's not. I was one time with my friend who's uh, a Rastafarian, and he told me um, that women were supposed to cover their hair before when they went outside before God because they were in the presence of like God above. But then when they were inside of their home, they still covered their hair because um, they were in the presence of their husband, which was kind of, I guess, like a surrogate God or like the branch of God. And I remember being so like, uh, uh-uh, uh, that, 
that just can't be like so what a what happens to all these single women who don't have this covering quote unquote and and, and christian people do the same thing um and then two like why has now my husband kind of taken the place of my god so much so that now he has to he has to lead me he has to like direct me he has to like he that's not really his responsibility it's my job with god to like yeah we can commune as husband and wife or as partners or whatever the case may be but my relationship with god i think is number one right and with that being said i think that a lot of times we have to understand that most people are are groomed into the idea Mm -hmm. of servitude yeah so you know they're saying to themselves at this present moment no this is this is why i'm here i'm here to to be a serve to serve you know my husband and i feel okay with that and that's because they've been programmed raised that way or programmed that way to to do that yeah uh because it's it's just a part of their their environment right um so you know one of the things that scientifically you can study the thing called the epigenetic gene and the epigenetic gene kind of governs uh what what parts of the dna is going to react in certain type of environments so basically in essence what scientists are beginning to realize is that people are becoming more more or less byproducts of their environments uh versus just things that they pick up and read every single day uh, a person can be brilliant in college has a degree but because their environment has taught them this way that's how they conduct their lives uh, that determines the experiences that they get out of life. That determines the illnesses that they have, according to the epigenetic science. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I think that at the end of the day, as we <clears throat> understand why people, excuse me, <clears throat> as we understand why people um, kind of lose their self-identity, it's a byproduct of their environments, uh, tracing back to their environments and kind of the environments. And women are kind in. of like designed to be servants. Like our bodies are designed to bring forth life. We, we're supposed to be mothers. We're supposed to be wives. Like everything about us is always to give to something else, to help something else live and survive. And I think it's very easy for us to forget that we have to survive and thrive. And it's not all about the people around us and supporting those people in friendships, relationships, whatever the case may be. Um, And I think a way to safeguard yourself from losing yourself completely in a relationship is to establish friendships outside of your marriage or outside of your relationship. Sometimes I look up and it's like people have just so, like they've gotten so close to their spouse, which is an amazing thing. It's a beautiful thing. And your and your spouse should be one of your best friends. But it is also very healthy to have a best friend or a good friend outside of your relationship so that you can bounce off ideas and you can bounce off like and, and do some check-ins with someone that is not in that nucleus like you know, relationship that can give you some, you know, some positive feedback. It's not always like, I hate when people say, oh, girl, you don't have to have no friend that's single. You don't got to have no best friend that's single. Like, why not? Like, that person is, is a great person to, to be your anchor, to bring you back to um, to yourself when you seem to be straying off a little bit and, like, losing yourself in a relationship. No, I agree. I agree. You, you need a detox. You need something that will allow you to... to help keep you centered and focused on the things that's important which is which is sense of self uh even throughout the years of marriage and relationships and friendships you cannot lose sense of self uh knowledge of self um is mm-hmm. another that's a, that's a different you're growing, conversation yeah you're growing uh, every day how do you know that what you liked back when you met him are still the things that you like now like check in with yourself you should have hobbies and a, a day out of the week or out of the month that you just are just that it's just yours that it's not 
you know, as a couple all the time. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, you have to have something that you enjoy doing. And and here's the thing. A lot of people are like, well, how do I know that? How do I how do I find that? Right. What so, they like. Yeah. How do I find what I like? So here's the best the best advice that I got and the best thing that I can give you. You start with what you don't like, even about the individual, the things that you don't like. Okay. You know, there's always something. What didn't you like about me? Um, You know what that was. No, I have no I idea. I can't say it on here, but I did not like the fact that you did that, that you actually drove uh. that car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually yes. like that. and But I had to learn to, A, that helped me begin to self-identify. Like, oh, just because she liked it doesn't mean that I have to like it. Correct. You know, but I, I but I have and a duty to understand it. I don't like it, it doesn't mean that I have to stop it. Exactly, and I had a duty to to try to understand it. You know why? Understand why is it that she likes this so much? What is it about this that makes her want to go? And so, you know, it was my responsibility to try to understand that. Mm. Um, I might be going to ask you about me because it's probably a list of things. But why do you think that way? About I, don't me? I don't know. It's not about you. It's about me. Mm-mm. I have nothing. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I I think that a, uh, so if I had to give any, you, you want to say something? No. Maybe I okay. To if I had to give any any major points, when you move into a friendship and a relationship, it is very important to maintain your own reasonings and identities. It's a reason why you guys connected to begin with because mm-hmm. it was it was ultimately something about you that caught their attention Mm -hmm. and so you have to remember that and so as you move closer together don't lose that part of yourself uh, because then you're going to look down the road five ten years and you're going to say what is happening why am i always going to this and i've lost this part of myself or that part of myself and uh it's a sad thing to look up and you know and be in that space so be mindful and I think that the quote that says absence makes the heart grow fonder is true. And I think that some separation from the, those that you love a lot helps to um, strengthen your relationship in the long term. Like just some time off to be to com- communicate with yourself, to check in with yourself, to look back and say, I used to really enjoy running. I haven't ran in the last three months. I used to really enjoy going to yoga or um, journaling or doing whatever the case that you used to do. And you look back and you haven't done it ever since you got into this relationship. Maybe check back in with yourself and go back to those things. It's easy to get caught up in the beginning. It's new love and that's fine and celebrate that and enjoy that. Um, But once, you know, you're exceeding some time and you see that more and more of yourself is being muted, um, check back in. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you can always recalibrate and it's okay. Right. Even in in religion, even in your faith, um, you know, we know what the good Bible says, you know, um, a woman submit yourself to your husband, thus saith the Lord, and so on and so forth. And we understand that, but you have to understand that submission simply means respect in that context. You know, respect your spouse and understand where they are. And the man, likewise, is supposed to submit himself to his wife and respect his wife. And that just means respect. I respect who you are as an individual, and so likewise, you should respect who I am as an individual. Right. And in doing that, you'll realize that hey. I'm supposed to understand you just like you're supposed to understand me. And I shouldn't have to, you know, uh, force my will upon you. 
And likewise, and I promise you this, if you do that, it will make your relationship so much stronger because you'll realize that the that the feelings will become more mutual in a sense. They will be more. I am willing to do this, not by force or not by you making me feel bad consciously, but I'm accepting of this because I respect you so much because you did not force me to do this. And then you won't look back a few years after being married, you know, 10 years, 15 years of being married. And then you're looking back like what happened to me? Mm -hmm. You know, there's this resentment, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, I know so many people like that. And I think a lot of it without them even realizing it is because of what they've done to themselves because of a their faith b because of their environments how they were raised um but as individuals and c just because they don't understand how to uh understand sense of uh, sense of self or you know being more conscious of self awareness and those people i think there should be a call to of, of responsibility to the people who know in a relationship you have the more dominant um, personality you have more of the uh, more of the leadership trait in your relationship that could be female or male you know that you are drawing that other person more and more so to you you should have the sense of love for that other person and the sense of like responsibility to say to yourself yeah you know what sweetheart you're adopting a lot of me and i want to celebrate you let's do something that you like like don't just because you have the power doesn't mean that you should yield it um irresponsibly you should you should definitely cut yourself back and know that they're giving up a lot of themselves um and eventually everyone wakes up everyone snaps out of something and you don't want to be down 20 years in a relationship when they snap out of it and they see you for um the person who has not taken the time to really get to know them so don't do that to yourself and don't do that to someone you love yeah, it's called the, the, the self-illusion, you know, the illusion of, you know, uh, happiness. When you haven't dotted quite all of your I's and crossed quite all of your T's because you neglected the other aspect of human consciousness. Human consciousness is expansive and it covers a wide area of reality. And so we cannot forget that as we're living this life and we're going every day in the hustles and the bustles and we're trying to make these divine connections and we're trying to feel really close, uh, there is a, an element called human consciousness. And and each individual, male and female, animal alike, has a certain level of consciousness and awareness that that we tend to neglect because we want to engulf all of what they are and engulf all of, you know, um, you know, what we desire things to be. And so we, we have to remember that we have to maintain that that level of balance and and uh, it'll it'll be helpful along the way, along the journey. Okay. I agree. So, you guys, this has been another episode of Balancing the Scales with O and B. And we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Much love to you guys. By the way, you can support this podcast by going to anchor.fm and giving us some support there so that we can keep the podcast going. You can also follow us on Facebook at Balance the Scale. You can follow us on YouTube by searching for Balancing the Scale. And you can follow us on Instagram by searching for Balancing the Scale underscore Balancing the Scale on YouTube as well. Uh, Leave us a comment. um, Let us know what you think. you know, we definitely like to get the feedback and hear and talk with everyone and just kind of hear their their opinions. And, and, you know, it really helps us build this 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 podcast and and create, you know, very interpersonal content. So mm-hmm. we're excited about it. 
Yes. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. You guys have a great one. Thank you for tuning in. And we're out. Bye-bye.